You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Welcome to the Essential Apple Podcast, your home for news, views, security stories, technology, and all sorts of other related chit-chat that catches our attention. Welcome, listeners, and here we are on what is, at least here in Suffolk, a bright, hot, sunny day, and we're here with another edition of The Essential Apple. And this week, we have an unusual special guest, or a special unusual guest, or uh, whatever you want to call him. It's Will Green. Hi, Will. Uh, Hello, uh, friends. uh, Yes, I'm not special in any uh, form or matter, (laughs) but uh, it's an absolute pleasure to join you all and uh, and talk about um, uh, Apple computers, which I absolutely adore. Jolly good. Um, and we'll come back to Will in a minute. Uh, I'm also joined by Nick. Hello, Nick. Hi, Simon. Yeah, good to be back. Nice to have a chat on the, as you say, this very nice bright day. Indeed. And uh, and Jim, we're joined again by Jim all the way from. Well, I don't know if it's sunny there. Is it sunny in Glasgow, Jim? Uh, it, well, it's not Glasgow. It's just outside Glasgow, but it's absolutely stewing hot, blazing sunshine. And I'm wilting already. (laughs) There we go. So, uh, well, it's been a bit of a strange week, hasn't it? Um, We're not going to go into all the uh, nastiness and unpleasantness, but uh, yes, parts of the United States are racked with uh, unrest, shall we call it that, and not get too far into that because we're not a politics show. But um, there we go. Some unpleasantness going on and... uh, Let's hope everybody tries their best to stay safe. Uh, so, we're joined by Will Green, as I say, and Will is, of course, the uh, host of the well-known, if slightly erratic, uh, British Mac podcast. So, uh, tell us about the British Mac podcast, Will, for people who are not familiar with your work. Well, you can see my bottom. Uh, <laughs> if you go to BritishMac.com, uh, there's a lovely picture of my bottom. Um, <laughs> I don't know you, but a thespian will. What? what uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know you, but a thespian. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I looked. So uh, at the time, I thought, well, you know, I uh, I had a break from Rich Mac, and uh, do you remember uh, sort of? Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Perrin. Uh, oh, Reggie Perrin. <laughs> Reggie Perrin. When he walked into the ocean, and uh, so he took all his clothes off, and he he put his clothes by the the side of him, and he he walked into the ocean to to begin his life again. And at that point in my life, I, I was pretty much there. So that image on the website britishmac.com uh, is what it's all about. And I have got a beautiful bottom. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that looks uh, you know remarkably trim. Well, <laughs> uh, so uh, that's that's beginning. Um, the next stage, really, <clears throat> I suppose, 
is I've been doing it for about 15 or 16 years now. I was sort of one of the first. I think I was the first uh, UK uh, Apple-dedicated uh, podcast. And I've just really, really enjoyed it. That's the main thing. I absolutely love Apple. And I love talking about it. And I will admit, I don't get everything right uh, when it comes to news and facts and stuff like that. Most of it's rubbish. You can probably uh, disregard it. Uh, but but so, so does that mean you are actually a log looking? There's <laughs> been a few folk looking for you for some years now. It's. I don't know. I I, I just do what I do really. Um, and I ha- have, uh, well, it, it's going for so many years now that it's got a, a fairly good uh, people who follow it. So, which is rather nice, isn't it? It's always nice to have people following your podcast. That is true. Mm. Definitely. Very much so. And um, when I listened to the latest one, which um, was, what, a uh, couple of weeks ago, you put out one? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I sort of recorded uh, a new one, and a lot of my time is spent on the intros and uh, that sort of stuff. It's uh, I like to think of them as almost art pieces. Almost art pieces. Um, you can't rush perfection. But exactly. That's, thank you, Jim. That's really kind of you to say. And uh, I, I really try hard to make them special. Um, for listeners and it, it over the years it's worked very well i've had uh sort of from celebs to all sorts of people who still and have enjoyed them uh i shouldn't name names but uh you know it, it's lovely um yeah i i'm very grateful to the people who tune in uh, because it is i like to think an art piece and uh and sort of unique in the the Mac podcasting world. Uh, yeah, very, well, yes, I think um, I think everybody who's familiar with your work would say it is different from most other uh, you know tech podcasts. And uh, I think all the well, not necessarily all the better, but certainly you know very good for it. It's nice to have a. <laughs> well, it's, it's very it's very different. Um, t- tell me about Surrey. Is it Surrey? Or is it Suffolk? Suffolk. I live in Suffolk, yeah. Right. Is that where Lovejoy is from? Uh, yes, actually. A lot of that was filmed quite near to here. Um, of course, like most TV, if you know the area, it's like, how did he go, you know, into the bull in Lavenham and come out of the, you know, <laughs> of the wagon and horses in Woodbridge? But never mind, you know. Like, I'm sure if you... Uh, uh, no doubt you've seen things filmed around Ironbridge and said, well, how did he go... <laughs> That's yeah, he went down Main Street and came out of you know Tinker's Lane. That doesn't work, but uh, that's TV for you, isn't it? It's all it's all fantasy. But yes, yeah. uh, but obviously a lot of the uh, yeah Lovejoy was filmed around here for sure. I, I love Lovejoy. I've got the complete set. Excellent, brilliant. Um, did you ever meet him when, uh, when they were filming? Or no, no, I can't say I did, but. Uh, a lot of it was, you know, p- p- lots of people around here have seen him or had at the time, you know, would see him driving around. And um, the the hall where, uh, you know, his love interest lived is not far from here either. So um, out in the countryside. So uh, Brilliant. Can I tell you about my Mac setup, which I only completed today? Yeah, of course you can. Right. 
So I've got a 27-inch iMac. I've got a 15-inch uh, MacBook Pro. It's getting on a bit, but it's it's still okay. Uh, and I've got an Apple Cinema display. And, and I've got the three of them. So we've got my iMac in the center. And then on the right, I've got my... Uh, uh, sorry, I've got my MacBook Pro in the center. Uh, I've got my iMac on the left-hand side. I've got my cinema display on the right-hand side. And it's just... It's, to be honest with you, it's blown my mind. It's just <laughs> incredible. Um, so my old MacBook Pro is able to drive them all. Uh, and uh, the one difficulty I have is figuring out where the mouse is. That's <laughs> that's that's become a problem. You, you, you know, you can make the mouse pointer bigger. That does help. Uh, yeah, I should. You know, that's a really good idea. I should do that. Yeah, if you go if you go into the um, is it in accessibility? I can't remember now. But if you go into yeah, I think it is. It's I think it's in accessibility, isn't it? Um, let me see. It's if you go uh, yes, accessibility and uh, where is it? Pointer. I know is it pointer control? No, it might be in display. But you can make the you can make the mouse pointer bigger. Cursor, yes. Display, cursor, cursor size, and then there's a slider. And you can make your mouse pointer bigger. And it goes from the tiny standard to absolutely bloody giant. But um, if you're working on three screens... Wasn't there... Yeah. Wasn't there a thing, though, that you could uh, sort of wobble your mouse and... Yeah, 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 that works. You just shake your mouse, yeah. And if, if, you're going, if you go into system preferences and just type in the search bar mouse, you'll get the list uh, showing that. Yep. Uh, you get mouse zooming, mouse buttons, mouse sensitivity, uh, and then you have about the fifth or sixth one down, uh, seventh one down, shake mouse or trackpad to make it easy to use. Ah. Click on that and that will get let you set it up. Thanks, Jim. I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I have to say, because. Sh- the shape uh, to make your mouse pointer go giant is bloody brilliant, especially if you, like you or me. I mean, I work on a yeah. t- twenty-seven inch. Uh, well, at least at work, I have a twenty-seven inch iMac and then uh, an old a- Apple Cinema display next to it. So I've got you know a twenty-seven inch screen and then a twenty-four inch screen, and uh, yeah, it's quite easy amongst all the clutter to lose your pointer if you're not uh, paying attention. So the old wobble mouse to make pointer go big is. Uh, very handy it works yeah, well. when you told me that i mean i couldn't i couldn't really, <laughs> because i'd been struggling if you remember at church with with the fact that we'd, i'd got we'd got a uh, uh how big was the screen at the back 20 inch or something like that screen at the back of the church and we've got two uh big 72 inch tvs at the front of the church but they are a long way away <laughs> yeah. and seeing the mess pointer is almost impossible <laughs> Um, that, that sounds really cool, Will. That uh, that setup. I must admit, I bought myself a um, cheap, very cheap, AOC uh, 1080p monitor as a second monitor because I needed to to recently needed to. And uh, oh my word, it is a poor relation to the uh, 4K yeah. um, 21 and a half inch iMac <laughs> screen. It, 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 it's it's weird. I I think you can go sort of over the top I, with this lockdown. I don't know about yourself, but uh, I have been spending so much money on Amazon. Yeah, it's uh, very tempting, isn't it? Yeah, well, I've got a guy coming tomorrow with delivery. Uh, what's he bringing you, Jim? 
Um, a grip for my XR um, X100 V camera. All right. Oh, cool. So that's on the uh, prime delivery. So I'm due tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting something less, much less exciting. So I've been also been setting up a a little recording studio. So I think I told everyone on, on the podcast that I bought myself a mixer a little while ago, a, a fairly small one. And uh, I've got everything set up at the weekend. I've got my computer all set up with the software to record on it. And then realized that I, I hadn't got the right sized um, uh, button clip for the uh, for my headset. It's a three and three and a half mil on the headset and I need a quarter inch jack and I oh. haven't got a converter. So that's what I'm waiting for today. It's just a tiny little converter. The main thing is, is just keep on buying, uh, which is the option I've gone for. <laughs> I, have bought, I have bought so much crap. You could not believe. <laughs> I mean, the people in Amazon think uh, you're up to when they see what you're buying. I mean, I've bought so far, uh, this last week, uh, blue disposable gloves, a uh, fitment to put onto a hand drill to mix paint, um, a shredder, and now a, a camera grip. <laughs> I'm just wondering, what, what's this guy up to? But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, the shredder is up for the body parts, or. <laughs> <laughs> This week, uh, I, um, I'm ashamed to say it, but I bought uh, an iMac Pro uh, top of the range, £366,000 worth, uh, uh, an iPad Pro, uh, the iPad Pro keyboardy thing. I can't remember what it's called. Magic something. Yeah, it? Magic Keyboard, yeah. Uh, uh, the new iPhone. Oh, and... Um, uh, partridge, partridge, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 A, a, a partridge in the shape of um, uh, a uh, a a an iBook uh, light. Was it what, what they call it? The what? What's it called? Air. What the air? That's, MacBook yeah. Air. Yeah, yeah. I bought one of them as well. Yeah. So, um, so, so what? What iPhone did you buy? Uh, it's uh, an iPhone 10 Pro Max. Nice. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all right. To be honest with you, though, uh, the reason I bought this stuff is I can only put it through my business. So it's all sort of business related and it, it will be necessary for my business. Yeah. Uh, the the iPhone, I, I you know, I love it, but it's not that different from my iPhone 8, I don't think. And I was uh, talking to a guy from Apple yesterday, and he said, well, it is very different because the new iPhone has got OLED, I think. Yeah. And the old old iPhone had... Uh, LCD. LCD, yeah. And uh, But maybe it's my age. I can't really see the difference. It looks... Exactly- yeah, Apple's LCDs are so good that you're right. I mean, there there is a difference, but it's, it's, it's quite small. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, d- I don't think. Um, I mean, OLED produces those kind of super rich, very powerful colors and um, yeah. deep blacks, and it, it's very nice and it's very sharp. And compared to you know a sort of a traditional LCD, it, it's loads better. But Apple's um, Retina LCDs um, are you know outstanding. And the, the, I mean, I've got the uh, iPhone XR. 
and that has the I don't know what it's called super liquid LCD or something or li- whatever some you know fancy name they've given it and although it you can tell it's not OLED because it doesn't have the the same depth of color um I can't say <laughs> that I look at it and go oh my god I should have got an OLED not at all yeah so, the fact is unless you're comparing these things side by side I mean that's quite often what happens isn't it on a lot of these uh, YouTube reviews they could compare things side by side but who in real life does that yeah um so for instance as i said um this second screen i've got it's really noticeable that it's nowhere near as good as my uh as my imac but it but it's only in comparison if if all i got was this second screen it'd probably be perfectly acceptable perfect perfectly fine yeah exactly yeah um i mean obviously my like similarly my my apple cinema display is very old so um, that's, you know, I don't know what, that's probably a standard Apple, what would that be, about 96 pixels to the inch, I think, mm-hmm. as opposed to my 5K iMac. But yeah, sure, you can see the difference. If you slide a photograph from, you know, one monitor to the other, but the way I use it and the way most people who operate multiple screens do it is, you know, you have one screen that you're using for your work. So obviously I use the 5K screen for my actual work. And then on the right hand side, I have the, the, you know, the Apple cinema display, which I use to put all the palettes and stuff because anybody yeah. who, who well, it doesn't matter so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not so important because the main reason there is to put all that clutter that Adobe or various, you know, the endless palettes that, that most professional software ends up with. I can have all the palettes open and fill the whole of the right hand monitor. Um, uh, without you, impinging on my work. Do you mind me asking how old you are? Uh, I'm 55, nearly 56. I'm 48, and I think as you get older, uh, sort of the um, uh, what you can see on the screen uh, not diminishes, but uh, it, it, it's difficult to tell the difference between you know uh, resolution and, and colour depth and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm 60. I can barely see it all. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can tell you, yeah, it's hard to see the screen just now. I'm, getting, I'm so old now, I can't, I can't read it very well. <laughs> oh dear. Where's the I magnifier? Could, yeah, well, yeah, I have to admit, my eyesight is no, not, yeah. no longer great. And um, I have to have special glasses for when I'm working. I have blue-tinted um, prescription, you know, glasses set but set to an un- slightly unusual focal length of about um you know about an arm's length because for reading glasses they're normally sort of half that distance so yeah i had to i had to explain to the um optician when i had them made that i need the focal length to be to the computer screen because otherwise it's no help um well it's nice um i suppose the biggest difference is contrast uh, you get you know deeper blacks and that kind of thing. But um, uh, I, I went for the 10R simply because of price. Uh, what I love to have got the 11, uh, 11 Pro um, and got the better screen, but in all honesty, I don't really see the difference. No. And the, the, fact, the fact I've got a screen protector on doesn't help things either. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, it kind of dulls it down anyway. But, yeah. I bought a pipe today. Right. A pipe? Yeah, a pipe. A pipe. Water pipe? <laughs> A smoking pipe? A smoking pipe. <laughs> ah. And some tobacco. Because yes, I think I I've am... seen you with a pipe at some point. Yeah, I am so fucking bored at the moment. That's okay. That's not swearing. 
<laughs> Did you play matches? Uh, I've, no, I've got matches as well. And I also ordered some tobacco, uh, cherrywood tobacco, um, because I don't know about uh, uh, you chaps or the people who are listening to this. Uh, you, you sort of get so bored that that you will buy anything, and that includes <laughs> pipes. Cherry <laughs> <laughs> with tobacco, and uh, and even uh, thousands of pounds worth of Macs and and Apple computers, uh, and I I don't know. It, can you escape from this madness or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, I take it from me. Well, uh, I mean, are you a smoker? Because if you're not, I wouldn't bother taking it up. Take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, no, I'm not really a smoker, and. Um, <laughs> You need to let the fire brigade know before you light it, because oh, yeah. the smoke you'll be putting out, they'll think you're on fire. Yeah. Oh yes. My my um my ex boss, he's dead now, bless him. But um, he used to smoke a pipe, and uh, it back in the days when you were allowed to smoke in your office, we could always tell when Mike had lit his pipe because you would hear this like of his mm-hmm. match, and then there would be a sort of. And then a huge cloud of smoke would kind of arise <laughs> from his desk, because that is that is one thing that pipes are notorious for. They make you know they're also a lot of faffing about when you're trying to smoke one. Take it from me, Will. so yes. it, yeah. it will um, you know there's endless fiddling about. I'm sure. I mean, once upon a time, pipes were really, really popular. You hardly see anybody smoking a pipe these days. But um, uh, not anymore. Is it is it making a comeback? Well, it, with, it, well, it certainly will with me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I've got one. I'm going to smoke it. But when my dad was, uh, I suppose we we're talking in the seventies, um, he used to smoke a pipe, and he used to have a like a a bar in his office. You don't get that anymore. No. You know, any any smell of alcohol, and you're out. Yeah. yeah. So, so are you going to be sitting with your uh, your fez, your smoking jacket, and your jean tee in one hand, <laughs> and the pipe in the other? I think that is exactly Jim the look I'm going for. Yeah, we demand a photo. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I will be disappointed if we don't. You know, if Jim, uh, not Jim, if Will is not wearing his fez and a purple velvet smoking jacket and uh, puffing on his pipe whilst you know. Imbibing oh. some uh, some rich, I, I don't know. Should it be you know? Should be a fine brandy, perhaps, or port, port, a large port. There we go. I I, I don't know what works for the uh, a pipe. The, the 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 tobacco I went for was uh, like a cherry wood, um, which is nice. Oh, I also bought some uh, cherry wood tobacco. Uh, uh, sorry, cherry wood uh, cigars as well. Rub. Uh, so I'm really rocking the unhealthy lifestyle. <laughs> are you going to Are you going to sit in your new chair, Will? That was delivered I, literally as we were about to start the. Uh, podcast? I am. I am sitting in it right now. It is beautiful. It it's a uh, 1960s. Um, it's sort of Dutch. Uh, and Not my, last year, is it? I, no, <laughs> I could probably do it. No, it's 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 beautiful, and uh, my table that I'm sitting on to as I record this, uh, or you record it, is uh, uh, sent over from France. So 
uh, I'm really rocking the continent. International, yeah. Well, I, I, I do like Europe. I I, uh, I know we don't talk politics. I did vote to go out, but I think we still can be great friends with her. Um, I worked in Switzerland for, for many years and, um, and France and Germany um, and Switzerland, if I've said that already. But the point being is that we can work with our European cousins you know, and, and and leaving the European Union doesn't really matter, as far as I can tell. Mm. You, you left in Switzerland so. for a wee while, you know, you were working there, I think. What, what, so, sorry, Jim, what was that? I, I, I think you actually worked and lived in Switzerland at one point. Uh, yes, I did, yeah, yeah. And um, lovely people, mainly German in the area that I worked in, uh, which was for Johnson & Johnson, you know, the uh, chemical chaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and uh but yeah, no, I had a I had a great time. And uh it it was um just you know, such nice people and the area, uh lovely cafes and I've always enjoyed the sort of European uh cafe culture, very different from the English one. Yes, yeah, it is very yeah. different indeed, isn't it? Surprisingly um different. You you would not necessarily think that the you know, the few miles of water separating the south coast from Europe could make such a huge difference into uh, the way p- people perceive uh, going for a drink. You know, <laughs> very, uh, very unusual. But uh, so, Will, you just said you spent a vast sum of money on a on a uh, an i uh, was it an iMac or a Mac Pro? Uh, lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but a Mac. You bought, uh, you bought, or you said you bought a MacBook Air, uh, but you also said you bought a Mac. Uh, yes, a MacBook Pro, uh, top of the line, sixty-four gig RAM, and I can't quite remember what the processor is, but the the best they did because the way I, because everything is soldered in and you can't upgrade it. My current MacBook has lasted me like ten years, and the way I saw it, well, uh, just you know. Uh, buy the best you can get or best you can afford um, so it'll last the longest time uh, of, uh, you know, um, of its life, really. And uh, I had a mate who said, uh, it'll outlive you. And I thought, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Thanks ever so much. <laughs> but, um, but it's true. You have to think about these things. And so my, my, my current MacBook Pro has lasted me a good long time. You can't, these days, you can't upgrade the RAM. You can't change the battery. So it sort of makes sense that yeah. you best Go. the buy you can afford. Yeah, I mean, people have always said, you know, as long as I've been using Macs, which goes back to sort of the 2CX era, um, you know, get the get the best you can. But these days, when the RAM is soldered in and you, you really do need to think ahead because... You know, you are possibly going to be, well, I mean, not everybody is. Some people use their Macs for three years and then sell them on or whatever. But some of us, you know, I mean, uh, we've got Macs around, in you know, 10, 10 years old. So, you you know, you very much do need to uh, kind of plan your investment when there's no way to upgrade it after the fact. Um, uh, do you think that's uh, sort of deliberate on Apple's part or not? I... I understand some of it. Uh, some of it, of course, is, I think, due to their obsession with thinness, which we might see a little less of now Johnny's gone. Um, 
I I understand a lot of it, but I do I do feel that it should not be so difficult to replace either the the hard drive or the or the RAM. Um, yeah, I think my uh, I think my opinion on it is that it I understand why they've done it, and I understand um, that upgrading them as they are is really difficult. But I also believe that they have engineers who are clever enough. To have, so that they could make them upgradable, even though they're incredibly thin. Um, yeah. But they've obviously chosen not to do that. So yeah, I we we live with what we're given from Apple, don't we? We do. But I I'm pretty convinced. I mean, uh, you know, the the dim modules are you no, know, they're not that thick. And uh, in the past, they've had plenty of machines where the where the RAM modules basically go in flat. So they're, you know, they're not, they don't have to. Yeah, I mean, I've often thought that it it should be possible to build your, um, build your hard drive um, enclosure onto the outside of the case, effectively. Mm. And then it literally becomes a something you just pop out. <laughs> okay, it's not waterproof then, but do we really want, does it, do you need a waterproof Mac? I don't know. I don't Perhaps think some I, people I, do. I was going to say, I don't think many laptops are waterproof full stop. <laughs> well, exactly. So, um, I mean, I, I, I'm sure they could do that if if they wanted to. Um, memories maybe a little bit trickier because of the nature of it. But well, it, it's it's soldered onto the board, isn't it? It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. So, um, but but I've always thought that. I mean, I think we were talking about this last week, weren't we? And I was complaining that Apple underspec things really, and in the lower end. Uh, and they're still doing it after all yes. these years. They're still selling them with a hard drive that isn't quite big enough. And uh, and I just think that, you know, we should have got beyond that. We should. We should, especially now that you don't, you know, you, you can't do anything about it after the fact. It, it was always, they were always miserly to some extent. But, uh, you know, at least in the in the old days, you could open the box, as it were. Yeah, you the, know, whole you... point, the whole point of un, sort of underspecking your 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 bottom end was that hopefully people would spend some more money on it. But if you make it so you can't upgrade them, <laughs> yeah, then, it, then you really need to bring the bottom end up a little bit. Yeah, you do. The only thing about the, the latest MacBooks is they've at least doubled the um, uh, hard drive uh, sizes. But yes, um, as, we, as we're saying, you can't upgrade them unless you pay Apple to do so. Uh, same with memory. Um, but, Excuse me a second, I'm just going to clear my throat uh, because I'm going to cough. So can you upgrade uh, no, can, can you uh, uh, upgrade the hard drive? I went for one terabyte because... Yeah, you can You can order um, you know, uh, larger hard drives, larger memory, all that kind of stuff, uh, but you've got to do it online and get it delivered. You can't just walk into the stores and get it. Uh, but the problem with Apple just now is like, they've now doubled the price of the, the RAM. Yes, they the, did. They doubled yeah. the price of a RAM upgrade this, this week. They yeah. doubled and it, it from and it was a... expensive beforehand, and it's worse now. Yeah. Uh, it was so, the one thing that uh, I think some people thought I'd gone mad when I bought my first Mac. Uh, you, you know how people used to react back in yeah. the day when you bought a Mac and everyone else had got PCs. And um, uh, But I wasn't stupid enough to buy it with the full amount of RAM in it because... <laughs> Because I could see straight away that I could save two hundred quid just by inserting a stick of RAM myself. <laughs> yeah, oh yes. <laughs> well, this, this current Mac, MacBook I've got just now—it's a, it's a thir- 2013 MacBook Pro Retina 13 inch. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I was actually very lucky because I walked into the store uh, and picked this one up. Uh, it had 512 gigabytes of uh, hard drive. And at that time, they were only doing half of that. And for some reason, this should have been a made-to-order computer and it was in stock. So I got lucky when I bought it. Yeah, because um, mine's got 256. Um, yes, I, mine's 256. I, I wasn't that... Uh, when I was talking to the Apple guy... I said, well, look, I'm not that bothered about the uh, external hard drive stuff because most of the things I do, uh, I save to an external hard drive. And, um, oh, well, uh, you know, uh, with so one terabyte for my MacBook Pro, and then most of the stuff I do is saved to an external uh, hard drive, and I just post it to the client. So that's not really that important. Yeah. The, 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 the RAM part, the graphics card, and the processor, well, they're the most important parts because there's nothing you can do about that as far no. as I know. No, there's yeah. nothing. No, not now. There's nothing you can do about it after the event. So if you, yeah, yes, if you're. Some of the you know, high end ones you can buy an external graphics processor for, can't you? But I can't remember which ones. Yeah, but. The, and they're very expensive, of <laughs> they're course. They're very expensive. By the time you do that, you you know, after the event, you might as well probably upgrade to a newer to a newer Mac. The, <laughs> yeah, true. You know, because you'll end up paying sort of three or four hundred quid for the Thunderbolt um, external graphics card holder, and then another probably three to five hundred quid for a decent graphics card to put in it. And you'd like, well, I might as well just buy a newer Mac. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going to spend that sort of money. But um, I mean, talking about talking about um, uh, saving stuff out to uh, external hard drives. Um, I might as well talk about the my NAS. So I bought myself a, a some network attached storage um, a few weeks ago, and I think I mentioned it last week. Um, and this week I've managed to work out. Uh, it wasn't straightforward. The manual didn't te- teach you how to do it at all. It took you so far, and that's sharing folders. I want to be able to share folders a little bit like Dropbox, so that people external to uh, to me can get into the NAS, and they can. Uh, drop files into a folder and I can then see them, etc. Um, oh gosh, it was quite hard to set up. <laughs> I had to uh, muck around with the settings inside the uh, software that came with the NAS, first of all. Um, it was easy enough to set up users on the NAS, it was easy enough to set up shares. But I've learned all sorts of new things about how you deal with the fact that your IP address can change, which I didn't know before. So if, oh, you, yes. if you're if like me and you've got someone like Virgin and you switch off your computer and you switch it back on again, it negotiates with the a other end IP and, and you end up with a new IP address, which means that if anyone, if you've shared a folder with somebody, they know they can't get to that folder anymore because it's on a different IP address and they, they don't know that. So what I've um, been messing about with is DDNS. So there's quite a lot of DDNS services out there. Um, and I've used one called NoIP. Okay. Uh, and what they do is they give you um, a, um, a URL. Um, so I, I've been able to choose the URL and it's um, uh, dot some, uh, something, you know, whatever name I decide, uh, dot DDNS.net. And then I put the port number at the end, colon port number. And then people can get access to my machine. And and they'll go into straight into the NAS interface, and then once they've done that, uh, every time they go to that address, they'll go straight into that folder. Uh, and when it changes, so you have to install a a, a little co- uh, program on your computer, um, 
which is has to be running all the while. And what that does is it checks my IP address here in my house and it sends the information back to no IP. So that next, every time everyone tries to use that DDNS um, uh, URL, it redirects it if your IP changes. So there you go. I've learned all sorts of new things doing yes. that. Do you, get, um, do, do you get an email saying that someone's accessed? Uh, no, 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 I don't. But um, and and the one I've gone for, you have to. Um, I think you have to reply to an email once a month mm. for it to stay free, and then they'll renew it, which is fine. I'm quite happy to do that. Or either that, or you have to pay for it. As a, a sort of white hacker, I I, I would say that's. Uh... Quite dangerous. You are only opening up your uh, NAS, though. <laughs> Not the whole of your computer and everything else connected to it. So, and it's only going into that one folder. Yeah, I was going to say you could do it. You can do because it's only you can you're encrypted. Only, you're only giving people a link to the folder. Um, yes, and to that particular port. Is it is it read only or read and write? Permissions? No, it's read and write. Read I and need write. it to be read and write. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you can set it as read only if you want it to be. Mm-hmm. I I um. But I, but I know what you're saying, Will. Um, yeah, you are opening up bits of your computer to the internet, and I, I appreciate that. But I, I was relatively happy that it was safe to do so. Sion, it's take the risk. Sion is where you want to be. Uh, so for my really sensitive stuff, I use uh, non-connected uh, internet devices. Um, yes, yes, I appreciate that because you know where you are with those, and I like them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um some uh, years ago before um certainly before uh, the cloud was anywhere near as common as it is now, I had a a NAS for a, a short while of my own, and um, in order to be able to access that over the internet, I used to use a, a dynamic DNS. Um, yeah. and I I used to use um a DIN D Y N DNS. Oh yes, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. That was a pretty that was another one of them. There's quite a few out there. Yeah, yeah, there, there's quite a lot. And you, um, that, that used to be free. I don't know if it's still free. Um, I think they, part of it is. It depends on how you how many. I think it depends on how much you want to access it and that kind of thing. Yeah, my my usage is going to be fairly small. So, but uh, yeah, problem. I mean, um, I mean, how did the yes, how the dynamic DNS works is really in the same way as uh, using an email alias. Basically, they create a fixed IP which you can use, um, yes, and that you link right. that you link that to your, or uh, certainly uh, when I did it, you link that to a, a small app on your on your computer, which would um, basically report your D, uh, you know, your actual IP address to the service on a on yep. a regular basis. So every time it changed, it would simply send a you know, please redirect to this IP, um, and that's it. But you can buy a fixed IP, no problems. Oh, you can buy a fixed IP. Oh, you can, yes. yes. Yeah, that is another alternative. But um... uh, Which is the sort of the way I go, really, so, you know, uh, whatever sort of... That's up. Right, okay, uh, slightly moving the conversation uh, dif- uh, differently is... Um, I bought some smart light, uh, light bulbs and uh, I can't make them work because the internet connection is different. So isn't it like 2.56 or gigahertz or I don't know. 
What what's the? Uh, oh, you yes, can... so a, a lot of them connect on two point four gigahertz network. Right. Yeah, so if you're on a five gigahertz network, normally normally most routers can do both though two point four yeah. and five. Well, mine said it could, but it said if I change. My telly would stop working. Everything I got connected to would stop working. So I said no and sent them back to Amazon. Yeah. Well, what 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 you what you can do is set up the two point four and five with the same settings, effectively. So you have the same logins for both. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's... And the same password for both. Um, but but yeah, they are it... separate networks. Most of the iOS devices work on the two point uh, uh, yeah, are, on... Your Macs are usually five, so you've got two yeah. channels. Uh, the only way to watch out for is uh, interference from other devices like microwaves. Um, um, that can cause problems for you, but or your neighbours are on a similar channel. They can still be a bit... I mean, uh, internet-connected things can still be a bit fiddly to set yeah. up, can't they? Yeah. I mean, we, we're still not at the point where you plug them in and they negotiate and they, they work. Yeah, you know, they're, they're they still are quite fiddly. <laughs> I spent hours with this bloody thing, and I had three of them, and uh, it wouldn't connect. And then I looked into it, and I find it, it's two point five gigahertz. And is it five gigahertz? Yeah, five. The other yeah, one is yeah. five five gigahertz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and each channel you can set up with a password. You know, you can set them up with a different password. So I use a sort of a BT router. It didn't give mm. me that option, really. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, how old is your router? Uh, less than a year. Mm. You oh, should be able to do it... both. Yeah, I would have thought it would have yeah. had both. You'll have an IP address you log into on your computer, and you can. And it should let you in to do all the changing of settings. Um, you should get the option to do two, the 2.4 and 5 channels and you can i think you can also ch- adjust the um which end of the i can't remember what they call it now you've got like one to ten yeah uh, if, if you've got a neighbor like on one you can go to ten uh separate the channels the best, yeah although usually the best thing to do for that is to um use the channel hopping feature so that mm. let let the router deal with it like so a lot of these yeah. things it, it will it will dynamically shift up and down the band depending on how you know how sound it finds the connection. It's, it's, it can be a bit fiddly to do because um, I've got a Virgin router and um, I found it a wee bit complicated. They they can be. I must admit, yeah. I've um, I've pretty much ever since I got the internet at home, um, I've never had uh, like an IP. You know, I'm sorry, you know, an ISP provided router i've always had my own um because mostly the ones that the is i don't know about virgin and bt but back in the day a a lot of the ones they would supply you were rubbish you know they would send you nasty little chinese (laughs) wi-fi routers that were barely workable and might be all right if you uh, you know lived on your own or there was say you and your partner but if you live in a house like me with you know, three kids and everybody's got iPhones and iPads and everybody's connecting their computers and they they would never cope. So I've always had, um, I've always on the whole bought Netgear routers. And um, the nice thing with Virgin Media um, is over time, I must have had about five routers. 
<laughs> well, because uh, basically as they've upgraded the speeds of, of the internet over the years, they've had to upgrade them. So if you choose to have their faster internet, then they have to upgrade your router. So so mine's fairly recent and uh, that does, oh, it's fine. I don't think about it really. You probably find well that the, the login for your mobile, um, for your iPhone, probably would allow you to log in with the, that device you were talking about. Yeah, I think so. You, yes. Yeah. But you're yes, setting them back, a... so it's a, you can't really test it now. Yeah. No. <laughs> I sent them back. <laughs> Gave up and sent them back. Hmm. I can't say that I'm overly surprised. So, like you say, Nick, some of these things are, you know, terrible fiddly. And you, if you're, if well, you're not. Well, I bought some. Um... You know, I've got Hive, and I bought some Hive sensors a little while ago. <laughs> Two of them are still in the drawer because I, I, like, like uh, Will, I, I just couldn't get them to work. And I'm thinking, one of these days, one I'll have another days. go with those. Send <laughs> <laughs> them back. I would send them because my big concept was uh, I've got two young children. I thought, well, I'll put the light bulbs in the. Uh, well, I call it the long room in honour of um, Lords. So I've got my cello there, I've got my piano there, and I thought, well, if I plug the smart I light didn't know up, you played cello, Will. Yeah, I do. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm a musician as well, so. Oh, brilliant. What do you play? Uh, I play uh, French horn, although I haven't played it very recently, uh, piano and church organ. Oh, okay. Well, piano. I'm a musician. I'm a musician too, but I play the spoons in the washboard. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't say triangle. <laughs> it's, um... oh, dear. You know, it's it's weird, isn't it? A, a lot of Mac users seem to be uh, musicians too. Yeah, uh, I, I think it sort of a, a sort of appeals to our creative side, and you think, well, I mean, um. I have to be honest, I've always used Apple, never used Microsoft, but as uh, an open question, and I think this should be directed to our host, have you been ever tempted to the dark side? Um, I work with both a lot of the time, so um, I've... Evil! I... Evil! <laughs> <laughs> I've always been I've always been a Mac user. Um, you know, I started as I say with a uh, Mac Two CX, and um, so you know I am an Apple man through and through. But um, over the years, I have also obviously had to work with with Windows computers. And although a lot of people say it's heresy these, these days, you know, Windows is not the frightful hellhole that it once upon a time was. Um, but I, I still would not choose it, and you know, by I wouldn't take it by choice. Um, in uh, fact, why not? Why not? Possibly, I mean, like a lot of these things, it's some of it's familiarity, isn't it? If you've spent thirty years doing something, um, and then changing to a different way of doing something is quite could be quite difficult. But there are still things about Windows that drive me absolutely bloody spare. Um, do you know what? Do you know what I think the big difference is between the two, and it's probably not something that people say very often. It's drag and drop. A lot of the Mac works by drag and drop, and the PCs don't. Well, on the they, whole, that is one thing. The other, and some, there are two things on Windows that do drive me spare. One is the bloody skittish mouse. It's like <laughs> I know Windows <laughs> users get on the Mac and go, "What is wrong with this mouse? Have you got it set to super slow?" 
but I cannot work with the super jittery mouse and trackpads. Uh, trackpads on PC, uh, you know. No, no, I've never tried a trackpad on a PC. Oh, no. Unless you buy something really, really expensive, so you might as well buy a Mac. Um, 90% of trackpads on Windows PCs are diabolical. They are some to the point of being almost unusable, uh, which is why you often see a lot of people with Windows laptops with a mouse plugged in or using a wireless mouse because the trackpads mm. are so, so substandard. Certainly in the in the budget PCs, they're often almost unusable. But there you go. That's, that's, not, that's not Windows' fault, by the way. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's anything to do with Windows. But... Uh, well, I, I would say to Bo, I'm a Mac fanboy. But uh, I first started out with um, a Windows computer with a Windows 98 uh, and spend mo- spent most of the time trying to get the thing to work. Uh, <laughs> blue screen of death. Uh, and once I got into uh, Mac with my first Mac Mini, uh, I've been Apple all of, you know, ever since. But I will say my experience over the last couple of years with iPads um, has got me really frustrated to the point where I have actually considered going to um, a Microsoft product, and that's the Surface tablets. But I've never actually yet gone and bought one. Uh, uh, the the Surface tablets have great reviews. Don't yeah, they're, they're good devices. Uh, but Windows seems to be going through a bad patch with um Updates just now. The the latest one, I think they've been saying not to install it. Um, so yeah, at the moment it's keeping me away from Windows. For for my podcast, I I bought two uh, laptops. One is a Sony Vio, which uh, waiting for a new battery running, so it can run Windows Ten. And I've also bought an iBook uh, G Four, so. Both pretty old, but I'm waiting for Leopard, I think it is, um, to come through the post. And I want to do sort of a, like a, a Battle of the Beasts, really. Uh, I, If I'm honest, I don't know how to use Windows, but it would be quite nice to sort of compare uh, sort of opening two video files and timing them and, uh, uh, and opening uh, two images and timing those. And that sort of stuff, really to figure out what, what is the best without any uh, prejudice, I, I suppose. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? I don't I don't know whether I don't know whether there is a best. I think there's best fit perhaps. I think um, that is that is probably the, the correct answer because I know people who basically have worked with Windows, you know, all their lives and know it inside out and have no problems with going in and editing the registry and all the other things, which, you know, to a lot of us are like, why do you have to do that? But that's, if you're used to that sort of thing, they look at a Mac and it's like, well, how do I adjust this? Why can't I, you know, go in there and tinker with it? I think it really boils down to the fact that uh, computers, no matter what they have on them, are tools. And it depends on what use you want to put that tool to. Uh, certain computers, certain operating systems will suit you better. Um, most folk buy Windows simply because of the cost. Um, Apple is an expensive game to get into. That um, is true. You know, there's yeah. a high bar to entry on the whole. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think that. I've uh, I think I've said this before, um, but I bought my first Mac because I, which was back in um, 
2011. And the reason I bought it was um, <laughs> my mind's gone completely blank. <laughs> I'll start again. The reason I bought it was because I'd seen a, a video of uh, Leopard, would it have been? Yes, perhaps it was Leopard. I saw a video of the OS at that time. And it just looks so much better than the PC. <laughs> mm. And it operated in a way, and I thought, oh, okay. I think okay. I'm going to have to consider one of those. <laughs> of course, like Will said about, um, you know, a lot of musicians, I, I don't know if it's still true, but, of course, historically, um, the when, you know, with the birth of MIDI, um, if, you, if, you were, um, if you were a musician and you wanted to make use of MIDI, um, the two the two sensible choices were in those days the Amiga or oh the yeah Mac, I remember that yeah because those both supported Mini uh, MIDI um, and so uh, 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 no Atari Atari ST ten forty oh was it okay oh yeah that's right the Atari yeah as well Atari yeah. as well was it but um yeah but okay. Windows didn't Windows did not support no not at all not at that time anyway not you know um. So musicians were all, um, and of course, you know, unfortunately, Amiga and Atari both fell by the wayside. So I think a lot of people in music were, you know, drawn to the Mac through that route, um, which is why you'll find a lot of, and, and particularly people who, you know, producers and, and, and those kind of people were, were using, uh, sound engineer type people were using the Mac. And no doubt, like a lot of things, if you're, if you're around people who use a certain platform or a certain tool, when you're thinking of getting involved in it, you're likely to go with what people you know use. Yeah. So, you know, mm. that's why for many years, you know, music and graphic, uh, you know, and the graphics community were very heavily centred on the Mac and yeah, um, true. other people were not. Um, yeah, and the Mac's cooler as well. Of course, definitely. <laughs> Way cooler. Way yeah. cooler, and you get a little you get a little Apple sticker when you buy one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it, it's um so sort of. I used to be a pro muso, and um, a lot of the studios I used to go to. Sort of back in the eighties, it was Atari ST ten forties uh, with Cubase. Uh, but as I got older, uh, it was Logic, and um, and I still use Logic to this day. Uh, and Final Cut, and I, I was talking to the the Apple guy yesterday, and he was saying, "Well, what do you want to use it for?" And I said, "Well, I want to use it for Motion and uh, Final Cut and Logic and all this." And he's trying to spec out the best match he could get, uh, but he was saying, "Well, really, you want like the." The, the, the top of the most of the papa most and so that's what i went for uh because i know it will last me a good 10 years and i know yeah. you can't uh upgrade it once you bought it surprisingly i love my first uh computer the windows one uh still works um we actually have it at uh, my place of work um it's actually still working. That's about twenty years. <laughs> oh wow! That's well, good. maybe not. Maybe not as long as that, but certainly over ten years anyway. Believe uh, it's still working. Going back to uh, talking about almost buying things. So, <laughs> this is something I was looking at earlier, and I thought it was quite surprising. Um, I just wondered um, if I 
decided to upgrade my 12.9 inch iPad, um, which I use for uh, mostly for um, sheet music on it uh, when I'm playing the piano. Um, I wonder how much it would cost me uh, if I traded in my um, iPad. And I, I was quite surprised because I went to Apple and I think they offered 100 and 170 or something like that. Yeah. Story. Yeah. 190. 190. Tell him to start off. I went to Music Magpie and they offered me 270. <laughs> yeah. So another 100 quid, pretty much. So, um, yeah, I was quite surprised by that. I, that I, I thought Apple would be a, a little bit better than that. But there you go. Yeah, that's um, it, Apple are odd because Donny in the Slack room, you know, has had some, I think, some good luck, uh, if I recall, you know, trading in some some things um, and getting a good discount and other things they've offered him, you know, a terrible kind of return on. So, it, yeah, it's Apple unusual, very, isn't it? Apple are very strange. Some things they seem keen to give you a good, you know, um, trading value on and other things not so much. Well, yes, because I've heard other people say, you know, they traded theirs in and they were really pleased with the price they got from Apple. And I thought, well, that's not been my experience <laughs> on the whole. When I've looked, I thought, well, that's not as good yeah, as well, I, I have, get. I, I know my you know, kit... music magpie aren't that generous. I mean, I could get, probably get a better price if I sold it privately than yeah. that. So. Yes, you, you would, almost certainly, because they're, they're obviously going to probably give you at the most two-thirds of what they think they can get for it because they've, yes. got, they've got to make a mark up on it well yeah of course yeah you know well, um well, it's just very year, convenient <laughs> last year the only reason why i moved from my iphone 7 plus to the 10r was simply because the apple gave me a really good deal i was quite surprised with the deal i got for for it um plus i had birthday and christmas money which brought the phone down to about three hundred pound. Right. Uh, my own pocket. Um, so that's good. Uh, they do some good deals. I mean, um, at the same time, I was quite surprised what I got from my old Apple TV uh, through uh, CEX. Um, they surprised me. Oh, that's uh, interesting. It, it depends where you go. Well, yeah. I've in, what I've found from looking around the. There's two or three of those sort of places here. We've got um, we've got a, C, uh, a CEX, and um, there's a, a, a little independent guy uh, here next to the supermarket called the Trade In, um, who does really good deals. He's you know really straight up fellow. Um, if you go in there, he will give you an honest appraisal of what it's worth, and you you know he makes no bones about what he will be selling it for because similar items are on the shelf so you know what kind of markup he's making but yeah. he, he he might not offer you as much as somebody else uh will offer you but in return his on the shelf prices tend to be lower than prices like cex in fact uh, i went in there the other day with a mate of mine who was talking about um possibly trading in a, a playstation 3 in order to get a playstation 4 and he said i'll be honest with you if you're going to do that take your take your playstation 3 and sell it to cex because they will give you more money than i will because they charge about 100 quid more for a ps4 than i do so <laughs> uh, right <laughs> so he said basically Take your PS3 to CEX, who will give you more money for it than I will, and then bring the money here and buy buy your PS4 <laughs> buy from, from me, me because I sell I sell it for a hundred quid less than they do. So uh, yeah, you know that's how you know, and, and of course you build trust with customers that way. You know, he's got a a very good name around here. Um, 
you know, unlike CEX, which people often moan about how much they charge for secondhand kit. I mean, I went mm. into CEX with my boy and we were looking for um, a, a PlayStation controller and um, some other bits. And the prices they were charging for secondhand PlayStation stuff, it was like, Joe, for five quid more, we could go down to game and buy a brand new one. So, Oh, right. Yeah, um, there you are. That's, but I, I don't know if all CEX shops are the same, but the the one in Ipswich here is, you know, very pricey. Yeah. Very the pricey. market is a strange thing, isn't it? It is. <laughs> a strange is. beast. Right. Well, chaps, we've done an hour, so I guess really we should probably just wrap it up. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll start with Will. Will, do you want to tell everybody where people can find you around the internet? Uh, not really. Uh, street corners, <laughs> mainly. <laughs> 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 um, selling my goods um, fairs but, and pipe <laughs> yeah but if you do want, really want to find me uh, you can go and have, have a look at my bum uh, go to britishmark.com you can also follow me on britishmark uh, on facebook and uh, britishmark on twitter that's about, that's about it well there you go that's uh, plenty and also you have a youtube channel do you not Oh, I do, don't I? Yes, uh, which is British Mac. <laughs> Strangely enough. <laughs> so there you go. You can find Will at British Mac pretty much anywhere. Uh, just search for British Mac. Uh, so, uh, Nick? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter occasionally. Uh, I'm Spligosh, S-P-L-I-G-O-S-H. And uh, occasionally over on um, uh, over at Bart's uh, Let's Talk uh, Let's Apple. Talk Apple. Yeah, Let's Talk Apple yeah. with Bart Bouchot, uh, a show on which I also sometimes appear. Uh, and Jim? Um, you can find me in the Slack group. Um, I'm also on Flickr as the SRPS Paint Shop. I'm also the administrator for the Essential Apple uh, Flickr group and talking here. Yeah, there we go. And uh, as I say every week, you can find me over on the Twitter as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Um, all of the stuff for the show is on uh, essentialapple.com. Uh, Mark has been putting stuff out on uh, Essential Apple on Twitter and also Essential Mac on Twitter. Uh and, of course, there's the Slack room. Do come and join us if you are in the least bit interested by following the link in the show notes. And uh, thank you. This is where I say thank you, of course, to all of my guests and uh, all of you who are listening. And uh, thank you to people who support the show via Patreon or the Pinecast Tips Jar. And I think that will do for us. That's enough nonsense for this week. So until next time, we'll all say goodbye. 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 Um, hello. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, uh, uh, before you finish, oh, yeah. uh, a, a complete and utter pleasure to talk to you all. Uh, lovely. You too. Yes, you too, Will. It's, uh, yeah, been very nice to have you as a, our special guest, whether you whether you believe you're special or not. True, <laughs> you're yeah. special to us. <laughs> I hope your leg gets better soon, mate. It's getting better by the day. Uh, it's, um, it's a bit stiff, but uh, it's getting better. What did you do? He crashed his bike and broke his leg in three places. Nasty. Yeah. You'll be glad to know that my my tiny little uh, plug is seven stops away. Mm. Ah. At least you crashed your bike and broke your leg. Uh, It's not like my um, one of my uh, fellow workers uh, who 
who's supposed to be the safety man in charge of you know all this kind of stuff, who managed to fall off the steps at the back of his house. <laughs> no. he, he, he broke his leg in two places, so he's out the game. Oh dear! Oh dear! Uh, uh, Jim, it's it's it, it is really. Are we broadcasting? Well, we're still recording, but uh, I'm, no, still, I'm recording, still recording. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's all right. But it, it was the most painful thing I have ever gone through, mm. and um, uh, but you know, you come out the, the, any injury you do, you come out the other side uh, yeah. eventually. But uh, I'm going through the it's a bit stiff uh, stage. Uh, so I can walk about on it a little bit, but uh, but not much. So I I, I couldn't cycle anymore. Uh, so you so you follow the thespian uh, break a leg then? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Oh dear. Um, oh dear. But you know, as I say, it's getting better. Uh, I've never I've never been on a motorcycle, but I, I always think they look very very dangerous things. And not only that, that I mean, I've watched quite a few YouTube uh, crash things, and for some reason, motorcyclist drivers seem to think they're indestructible. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the the ironic thing was, it wasn't. It, it's not a motorcycle. Uh, it it was my push bike to keep myself fit. In, in oh, the... right. Okay. <laughs> and, Basically. Uh, yeah, bicycle. Uh, yes. Uh, think of Queen. Uh, I, I haven't got a fat bottom, but uh, <laughs> it, it could possibly be along those lines. And uh, I, I was like getting really, really fast down this uh, uh, this hill, and the f- just put a, a a speed bump at the bottom. I hit oh, the speed. No. I hit it, and uh, then it threw me off. Oh. Uh, and so you were doing a fair speed at that point. Yes, it's my own fault. I, you know, I can't blame anybody other than my stupid self, really. Was, yeah, it does stop hurting that. Was this during the uh, current pandemic, or was this before? Uh, no, during. Oh jeez. Oh right. So you, you were in hospital uh, in the middle of it all. No, I didn't go to hospital. Not. No, no, I didn't want to. Where did you just set your leg? Um. I've just let it sort of, uh, they're fractures rather than breaks. I oh, think. right. Yeah. And um, so I, have you had any medication for the pain? Uh, I was taking medication, but they're not on medication now. Right. Yeah. Be, be, because I thought. Uh, you get that from your GP? Uh, no, just uh, sort of uh, paracoldamol and paracetamol. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I figured that your body tells you. Uh, when it's in pain, and, uh, and and sort of listen to your body, and I mm. knew I didn't want to go to the hospital because mm. I didn't want I didn't want to pick up anything. Yeah, no, I can understand that, particularly in the beginning of the pandemic. I think everyone was just staying well away. Yeah, I don't blame. Uh, them. Uh, and it wasn't just that; it was like the nurses, and they were so busy anyway. I didn't yeah. want to sort of trouble the time. I did call the ambulance and uh, said, just check it out. Because the only thing I was really concerned about was my spine. They said, no, your spine is fine. Uh, so that's it. Uh, when my spine was fine, then um, uh, then I said, well, you can go now. Uh, and I'll just let my body uh, sort of repair on its own. 
Well, I'm sure glad. Good. Well, I hope it does. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> fairly, uh, I think you're fairly lucky then that they were only fractures and not a bad break because then you wouldn't have had any choice, would you? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very true. If it were doing a bad break, then yes, I'd have been in hospital. No problem. Yeah, you would have probably been perfectly all right as well because they're they're quite stringent at keeping COVID away from everything else. So yeah, you would have probably been okay, but. Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad you're improving. Yes. Are you going to? Are you going to get? Are you going to get any physiotherapy or something when it's better? Will I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. When, when it's when it's better, you should probably speak to your GP because they will either refer you for some physiotherapy. Well, or... these days, I think you can self-refer. You can. So well, if you certainly... if you feel you need it, then you just refer yourself, and they'll. Yeah, but how good? And... How good looking is she? <laughs> yeah, when you Good get question. back on your beak, well, oh, okay. When you get back on your beak, I, I, I'm thinking James Bond. Uh, is it Goldfinger when he has the uh, the rub down from the blonde? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's is, yeah. that is exactly what I want. <laughs> no, 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 luck. It'll be a bloke. Yeah. Oh no, big <laughs> bully no. bloke. I don't want a boat. <laughs> I Boris Johnson Bondy. Oh, sure. <laughs> now you're going to put him right off the idea. <laughs> You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar, where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I forgot. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Everybody, please stand by to stand by. And, uh, well, we'll be right back. And welcome, everyone, back to the mymac.com podcast all right so 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 let's um let's carry on but i'm still laughing about something that happened just before we started recording and we're going to talk about that right now i don't know if you you heard guy but sal <laughs> sal Sagoin. did you know that yeah i heard that <laughs> he's leaving apple it's a tragedy for everybody <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, this is not going well, is it? We are so childish. We, we are. Really are. It's the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast.
This has been the Essential Apple Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and we look forward to you joining us again another time. Until then, goodbye.